I'm Kinsley, and today I'm joined with a very special guest. Jay Drizzle, aka Jason. <laughs> this is Jason. This is my husband. We just got married, and we're actually on our honeymoon right now, but we couldn't leave you guys hanging, so here is a brand new episode. Today we're diving into an infamous case that happened in the very state we live in, which is Colorado. The horrific murders of a family by someone they thought they were safe with. This is The Ugly Truth, and today we're diving into the Watts family murders. The Watts family lived in Frederick, Colorado. It's about half an hour away from Denver. Chris Watts and his wife, Shanann, it's like Shannon, but Shanann. Shanann. Yeah, got married in 2012. They had two beautiful daughters, Bella, who was four, and Celeste, who goes by Cece, was three. They also had a son on the way. He was going to meet Nico. She was 15 weeks pregnant, Shanann was. So here's a bit of family background on the Watts family. So Chris and Shanann were both from North Carolina. They met in 2010 and in 2013, they decided to go on a road trip out West. Mm -hmm. And that's where they found Frederick, Colorado and fell in love with it. It's a little bit of a smaller town compared to like Denver, if you guys know what Denver is like. But soon after the couple purchased a five bedroom home there. And just a year later, they welcomed their first daughter, Bella. And just one year after that, they welcomed their second daughter, Cece. But in 2015, so this was the same year Cece was born, they declared bankruptcy. Oh, that's a rip. <laughs> yeah, not, not a fun time. And it said the reason why was because they had accumulated more than $70,000 in credit card debt and medical bills, student loans, various things, but just weren't making payments on it. Shazam! <laughs> Good night. It's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So Chris actually worked for an oil company and he made pretty decent money. Shanann was in marketing and Shanann was also very much a millennial parent. She was very prevalent on social media and posted a lot about her family. It was very like cookie cutter, perfect family, at least from the outside. A post she posted in April of 2018 read in regards to Chris, Quote, you spoil us with love and attention. You put up with three impatient, demanding women in this house. You work so hard every day to provide for us. I love you so much. End quote. So the weekend of August 13th, 2018, Shanann was on a business trip in Arizona. Chris stayed home and watched the girls for the weekend. Shanann got a ride home from the airport from her friend Nicole Atkinson. So Shanann had a ride home around 2 a.m., and later that day, Shanann missed a couple of doctor's appointments for her baby because she was pregnant. So she had like ultrasounds, um, gynecology appointments. And Nicole found out about this, her friend, and got pretty concerned. So she started texting Shanann, asking if she was okay, just trying to check her location, and never got a response. So she ended up actually reporting Shanann and the girls missing, which seems like a pretty quick jump to me to be completely honest because she just didn't respond to texts but they were reported mi missing and the final straw that set Nicole off edge was Shanann missing a very important business meeting 
So Nicole went to Shanann's house around 12, 10 p.m. to check in. Chris was at work, so no one answered the door. So Nicole called Chris, let him know she was there, let him know the situation, and also called the Frederick Police Department. An officer arrived at their house around 1.40, so like an hour and a half later, to conduct just a welfare check. Chris was home at this point. He, he went home after getting the call and he allowed them to search the house. They found Shanann's purse on the counter with her keys and her daughter's medicine in it. They found her phone crammed in between two couch cushions and her car was still in the garage, never left. They also found her wedding band on the bedside table. Mm-mm-mm. That is, that is bad news bears. That is bad news. So clearly she never left to go far because her car was at home, her keys were there, and she wouldn't leave without like her daughter's medicine as well. The very next day, which is real quick for the FBI, but the FBI joined the investigation the next day. They interviewed Chris several times and he said he had no idea where the wife and daughters were. He did several news interviews pleading for his family's safe return. He would cry on TV and say he had no idea what happened and he was dying for them to get home because he missed them. Mm. And Chris recounts the day Shanann got home from her business trip, which was August 13th, 2018. He said that she got home around 2 a.m. and this was confirmed by Nicole. Like I said, she dropped her off. And when she got home, when Shanann got home, Chris was already at work, according to him, which is an early shift, but not impossible. Like, mm. to start it to... That seems a little sketchy to me. I don't know why. <laughs> it does seem sketch, but it's not impossible. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he could have been. He also claimed that he texted her several times to check that she had gotten home. Like, did you make it safe? You know, like what we do. And he never got a response. So eventually, after several interviews in this whole case, authorities started to question how little Chris actually knew. There's actually a Netflix documentary about this case. It's titled American Murder, The Family Next Door. And that entire documentary is based off of police body cam footage. So you're seeing Chris in the interviews with them, trying to explain what's going on. And this one scene that I watched and it just screams guilty to me. So the police walked up to him and they were like, do you know where she could have gone? Did she go to a friend's house? Did she go to the neighbors? And he's like, no, no. And they're like, well, is there any chance she went to the pool? Because they have a neighborhood pool. And he said, no, it's, quote, too hot for that. And don't you go to the pool when it's hot? Uh, this guy just does not seem seem like a good guy. He doesn't I'm seem just... like he's proving any innocence to me. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Yeah, I literally wrote down, isn't the pool best when the weather is hot? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, unless it's a sauna or something. Yeah, but, and it was, like, right down the road, so they weren't walking far. So they could have put up, I feel like, put up with the heat. Uh, and it's Colorado heat. We live in Colorado. It's never, like, that, like, you're gonna die if you step outside. It's never that, that yeah. bad. Well, who knows? Maybe, maybe he was just, you know, maybe he was just... Maybe he knows his wife and his daughters, and they were like, it's too hot, Mom, we can't go. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Highly doubted, but maybe. To give him the benefit of the doubt possible. So police also discovered that Chris and Shanann's marriage wasn't so perfect due to their financial problems and some other issues. So Shanann actually had believed for several months that Chris was having an affair with one of his co-workers. 
and he just denied, 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 and she was like still very suspicious of it. And I don't, there was really nothing on why she was suspicious, like if there was some sort of evidence, but either way, she was suspicious of it. So Chris said the day Shannon went missing, they did argue, but he said it wasn't anything major. And she said she was just gonna take the kids and stay with a friend for that night. And that was the last thing he heard from her. And for it to not be that major and her to leave, like I'm taking the girls, we're gonna spend the night at a neighbor's. I feel and, like it was probably a little more major than that. And then they went and then they went missing. Yeah, that was the last time you heard from them. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then it's like, are the neighbors suspicious? Maybe. And I know the neighbors were questioned, but they had alibis. So like they had a reason for where they were at what time. So they were proven innocent. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Very odd. Yeah. But in these interviews, Chris failed to mention that the couple had spent five weeks apart during that summer. Keep in mind it's August. So during the summer was, it was summer. And he also said to her that their marriage was over. But once the two found out that they were having a third baby, because Shanann is 15 weeks pregnant, the tension seemed to subside a bit. But... On August 7th, Shanann was texting a friend and wrote, quote, Chris told me last night he's scared to death about a third baby, and he's happy with just Bella and Celeste and doesn't want another baby, end quote. And her friend was like, I'm sure it's going to be fine, and was trying to assure her. And then she responded with, quote, he has changed. I don't know who he is. He hasn't touched me all week, kissed me, talked to me except for when I'm trying to figure out what is wrong, end quote. So there was clearly some stuff going on. That seems, that does not seem right. Yeah. She knows, she knows yeah. something's going on here. Yeah, and during Shanann's business trip, like right before she went missing, Nicole said, Nicole being the friend that was there with her, Nicole said she wouldn't eat or drink hardly anything and just wasn't herself. On the trip, Shanann texted Chris and said, Quote, I realize what our relationship is missing. This is one-way emotions and feelings. I can't come back like this. I need you to meet me halfway. You don't consider others at all, nor think about feelings. End quote. Ooh, see, that's that's harsh, though. That's yeah. harsh. Okay. Huh. Yeah, so there is clearly some strain, for sure. Yeah, that's kind of unhinged. Yeah. That's kind of unhinged. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit. And not to mention, when Chris was brought in for questioning, he failed a polygraph. Polygraph is a lie detector test. Okay. So they hook you up, and it's not admissible in court. You can't use it in court because there are failed polygraph tests that are proven true. Like, the information is given is true, but some, like, you get nervous, you sweat a little bit, it can have an inconclusive or failed polygraph. Okay. So they're not 100%, but still... Like, I feel like they're somewhat they're, accurate. They're pretty accurate, <laughs> yeah. sure. Like. Yeah. And he still claimed to be innocent and have no idea what happened, even after failing polygraphs. Chris later told Denver 7, quote, If they are safe, they're coming back. But if they're not, this has got to stop. Somebody has to come forward, end quote. Which, to me, just screams guilty. Like, why are you assuming? It's been two days at this point. Two days they've been missing. And he's assuming someone might have done something. Which, like, I get it. But, like, to go on the news and be like, someone has to come forward because someone knows something. I don't know. It just feels like a cry for attention in, like, a... 
but I don't know. I don't know what I would do in this situation. And maybe that's normal, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it would be a hard situation. But yeah. at the same time, I kind of agree. That kind of is like, it's, kinda, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It was kind of weird. The very next day, this was day three of the investigation. Chris was arrested after authorities found Shanann buried in a shallow grave 40 miles from their home. No. Yeah. And... Bella and Cece were discovered in oil drums of a company that Chris used to work for. So they obviously were like, okay, no one else works at an oil company and knows how to get in. And so. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So their what? bodies were emerged in oil for four days. That is sickening. Yeah. Chris still continued the story that he was innocent. And then he started claiming that no shenan killed the girls and so i had to kill her because she killed the daughters and then what you just go and hide her body right and just and ask like you didn't know anything grave? no <laughs> this dude i know he was this dude needs to think about what shaggy and scooby would do okay good night <laughs> <laughs> you're so right <laughs> that's ridiculous but later while chris was still in custody they brought in his father into the interrogation room and this is a pretty crazy scene in that documentary his dad walks in and literally just says, Chris, what happened? And Chris breaks down completely and then admits to killing all three of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What? Yeah. So this is how he did it. Just a warning. It's pretty, it's pretty gruesome. So Chris had strangled Shanann in bed right after he told her that their marriage was over. And then she said, you will never see your children again. Oof. And he had slipped her oxycodone which is a pain reliever but too much of it can cause miscarriage if you're pregnant oh and gosh. so he slipped it to her in hopes of having a miscarriage of her having a miscarriage because he really didn't want this baby and i'll get into why in a second but she started getting drowsy they had this conversation and he just lost it and started strangling her and Bella, their oldest daughter, actually walked into the room right after and asked, what's wrong with mom? And Chris said, quote, mommy's not feeling well. And remember, like I said, she was 15 weeks pregnant and Chris wrapped her up in a sheet, put her in the bed of his truck and then put the girls in the back seat of the truck. Oh my gosh, that is disgusting. Yeah, and the girls are still alive at this point. <clears throat> So they're just sitting in the back seat. They know he did something to their mom. Like, even at this point, being three and four, like they know something's up and they keep asking questions. And oh my! Gosh. he claims, Chris claims that he didn't even intend to kill his daughters. But once he got to an oil plant 40 miles away, he smothered both of them. Uh, the first daughter he killed was Cece. <gasps> yeah. So he didn't plan to kill them, but then right then, when he like, got there, saw they killed it And was like, he was like, they oh, you know what? Yeah, let me just murder my babies. Yeah, literally. And I think it was because they were asking questions. They were like, what did you do to mommy? Is she okay? They see her in the back. Like, she's in the bed of the truck, wrapped up. And they see him throw her into a ditch, basically, into a shallow grave. So he kills three-year-old Cece first. And Watts said that Bella, the four-year-old, she was one that, like, put up a fight. Like, she tried to push him off of her. And she even asked right before, she said, Daddy, are you going to do the same thing to me that you just did to Cece? 
And that is so heartbreaking. That is so sad. Like a four-year-old. A four-year-old can grasp like what you just did to her sister and has the nerve to ask you, are you going to do the same thing to me? Oh my gosh. This guy is horrible. Yeah. And it like makes it even like worse that he lives in the same state we live in. Like that makes me so angry to like walk the same ground that this man has walked. Like. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so after she asks, are you going to do the same thing? To me that you just did to Cece, he just sat silently for a second and then got up and smothered her too. So Chris ended up pleading guilty to the murders on trial November 6th and he was sentenced November 19th. He received three counts of first degree murder, two counts of murdering someone under 12, and a count of unauthorized termination of a fetus because she was pregnant. He was sentenced to several life sentences. And when he was asked why he murdered his family, this makes me so mad, he said it was so he could be with his mistress, named Nicole, that he worked with, not the same Nicole that was friends with the mom, but he had been having an affair with his coworker for two months, just as Shanann had expected or suspected this whole time. And that's why he killed them. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What a horrible piece of junk. Yeah. He even confessed that before killing Shanann, um, when he slipped her the oxycodone, it was because he thought if she wasn't pregnant, it would be easier to be with his mistress. But obviously wow. that didn't matter because you ended up killing all of them anyway. So. But why murder your family? Like, why don't you just get a divorce? Like, if yeah. you really are set on that. Yeah. I mean, like, right. That and is I, disgusting. Like, yeah. A hundred percent. And I... You know, I think divorce is a very sad thing, but I think murder is way worse. So 100% file for a divorce in this case. Like, I'm sure they would have rather done that. Yeah, 100%. That's horrible. So yeah, this case is one that is just so disgusting and so sad, especially knowing that it happened in the state we live in. Shanann and those little girls had so much life to live, and little Nico's life outside the womb never got to begin. Thankfully, justice was served, but that won't change the heartbreak and grieving that Shanann and Chris's families and friends will have to face. That's all. That is... I'm speechless right now. It's it's really sad. I, and it's such a famous case, but like, I don't know. So what That's happened right. to him? Did he get sentenced for life or the death yeah, sentence? Yeah, he, he got multiple life sentences. So like, which, you know, he'll just die in prison basically. Which I think, you know, is the best case. I think death sentence would have been, you know, too too easy, honestly. Good night. I think he deserves to rot in that cell, so. Think about what he did. Yeah, for real. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. And thank you everyone for listening. I know this is a pretty dark case and it's so sad. <clears throat> and thank you, Jason, for joining me. Thank you, Kensley, <laughs> for having me on this incredible podcast. Um, yeah, the reason for this podcast is because statistically, now that we're married, we are the most likely to murder each other. Yeah, so if Kensley stopped so, making, making podcasts, then... We know who to reach out to first. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, join us next week as we dive into another case to uncover the ugly truth.